Welcome, guys, to this evening. We are going to begin with our first artist, Amelia Burkmark. This is uh, a series I'd like to continue. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but we're going to do a sound artist in residency. Amelia Burkmark, um, I met her for the first time some years ago during her master thesis show at the uh, at Kunst Hall Charlottesville, where she won a prize for her um, audio piece that covered a tea kettle who was a out of work artist working in outer space. And um, so that's going to be played here now, along with three of her other pieces. Um, and we're going to take uh, every week in February, and she's given us permission to play uh, a radio drama for you. Um, she's been working feverishly on these things ever since, uh, since I've known her. She's done uh, too many, she has too many accolades to uh, list. It will take a long time. Um, she's done exhibitions, unfortunately, like everybody else, because of the current restrictions, a lot of her exhibitions have been uh, closed or postponed. And with that, I was able to convince her to come here and play it for you guys on the radio. So if you want to find Amelia Bergmark, you can uh, do it by the same name on her Instagram. And Bergmark is B-E-R-G-M-A-R-K. We're going to play four of her sound pieces. Some have been exhibited before publicly. And uh, the last one, uh, which will come at the end, the fourth week, has not been exhibited. And it is a um, her and another artist named uh, Maria Gondek, and they've worked on a piece together. And that should be exhibited at Sarin Gallery, or S-I-R-I-N Gallery, uh, March 4th, of course, with the uh, corona restrictions allowing that. So without further ado, I'll be quiet. We're going to get into the um, her piece now. And it will continue for the all of February. So thanks, Amelia, uh, in advance for letting us have your pieces. And thank you guys for listening. This is Epson Radio. Hello, this is Amelia Bergmark. And I'm with you here at Absalon Radio today. And this is the third of four sessions that we are playing uh, during the month of February. And during these sessions, I'm sharing some artworks with you. Artworks that were originally made uh, as installations or videos, but that I have adapted uh, especially for the radio. And uh, this is the third session. And today we'll be listening to the work Potato the Greatest. And Potato the Greatest is originally a video companion made to accompany the sculpture Potato the Great. And that's a sculpture edition that I made for Sacred Thing in 2020. So we're playing the video work as an adaptation for radio today. And let me first introduce the protagonist that we'll be listening to today, a potato. Our protagonist in today's piece is the potato that came second in the Harrogate Giant Vegetable Competition. Or rather, it's Potato the Great, which is a sculpture cast of that potato. The sculpture cast of the potato that came second in the Harrogate Giant Vegetable Competition was 3D scanned and animated to become the protagonist of Potato the Greatest. 
And in this film, our potato protagonist tells us the tale of his upbringing and his close brush with glory at the Harrogate Giant Vegetable Competition. He goes on to deliver a brief but aggrandized history of the potato in an attempt to dispel the potato's reputation as a lowly working-class vegetable and to realign it as a vegetable of great heritage. And he argues that is why he has now been immortalized as a contemporary sculpture. So, enter the stage, Potato the Greatest. Ladies and gentlemen, George Edward II. Ah, good day, good day. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome, please. Thank you, thank you very much. Well, I say, look at you. What makes a potato this great, humongous, top-notch grand? Yes, I can see you're picking your little brains. You see, most potatoes are grown by the dozen, in the mud, dug up, packed in a 50-pound bag, sold, boiled, fried, wedged, roasted, mashed and chipped, only to be eaten. That's the life of a common potato. But I was brought up to be a winner by Joe. He's a veteran in the giant vegetable competitions. He's cultivated 11 world record champions, no less. Joe raised me to rise above the rest, to be the apple of the earth, the starchy miracle, to rise above the daily toil. I am the chosen one. You see, when I was a baby potato, growing in my native soil, Joe carefully dug up the dirt around me and removed all the other baby potatoes from my plant. He eliminated the second-rate tots, leaving me to grow into the biggest and the best. I was his champion for the giant vegetable competition in Harrogate. I won a second place. Look, nobody likes to come second, but there are no hard feelings. The winner was a whopper, Peter's Spud. A face fit for the radio, that one, poor sod. Big scab all over. And where is he now, I wonder? Probably rotting away in a compost heap in Yorkshire, while I've been immortalised as contemporary art. <sniffs> yes, you were wondering about the paint splashes. I know. It's because I'm an artwork, you see. It's abstract. Pardon me, I digress. I'm really here to tell you about the proud history of my family, the Solensea. That's Latin for the potato family, of course. You see, we are subject to brutal mudslinging. People say we are a working-class vegetable. That's absolute poppycock. Total nonsense. Our family is of good breed, refined by horticulturists for centuries, to give only the best offspring. I am, in fact, of royal descent. I take my name after King Edward I, the potato. Yes, it's a common mistake people make to think that the King Edward potato was named after the British king. 
when in fact it's the other way around. The British king, King Edward, takes his name after King Edward I, the potato. And my great-great-great-great-great-great-uncle's next cousin, on my maternal side, was introduced at the French court in 1785, just days before the French Revolution. He sat at the dinner table of Marie Antoinette and King Louis XVI. Oh, yes, 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 he was in the Palace of Versailles. Well, he didn't live to tell the tale. He was made into croquettes, the third course of an extravagant banquet for the king's birthday. Twenty courses, all different potato dishes. Marie Antoinette had potato blossoms in her hair for the occasion. Potatoes were the talk of the town after that, all over Paris. Everyone wanted a piece of us. Do you know who else wanted a piece of us? Hitler. You see, I'm a straight descendant from the seed potatoes of Leningrad. Do you know the story of the seed potatoes of Leningrad? It was in the rage of the Second World War. We're in Russia. It's 1941, and the Germans are pushing in towards Leningrad. The Soviet Union have gathered the world's biggest seed bank, a horticultural gold mine with more than 6,000 varieties of potatoes. And Hitler wants to get his hands on the seed potatoes for his Third Reich. But in a brave rescue mission, the Russians bring the potatoes to safety in the secret vaults of the Institute of Plant Industry underneath the city. (sighs) The winter was bitterly cold. The German troops had cut off all food supplies in the siege of Leningrad. People starved to death. Meanwhile, at the Institute of Plant Industry, our heroes, Abraham Kamaraz and Olga Voskrenskaya, kept the potatoes safe from Hitler's men. They stayed with their specimens day and night, the whole winter through, using up the last of their coal reserves to keep the potatoes from freezing. But they didn't live to see the end of the siege. The protectors of the potatoes starved to death on their post, surrounded by potatoes. They gave their lives to let us live. Yes, I stand here as the living proof. I have been handed the baton of greatness, and I intend to continue my work to clean our reputation from the mud and elevate the humble potato to its rightful position amongst heroes and kings on a plinth in Trafalgar Square among the greats. This is Emilia Bergmark at Absalon Radio. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this art piece adapted for the radio. You can find more of my work on the World Wide Web called the Internet. Uh, I have a website uh, also. You can follow me on social media, Instagram. Uh, It's Emilia Bergmark, like my name. And if the situation permits, you can see the exhibition Soap live in the real world. RL um, at Syrian Gallery 
uh, a gallery at Gamle Kongvai uh, from the 4th of March, if the situation permits. Um, and the show soap will be a very exciting installation together with the amazing artist Maria Gondek. And um, yeah, we're really hoping, hoping that it can open on the 4th of March. And we would love to see you there then or in the month following. Thanks.